0: A couple of months ago, I made $164,464 in two weeks by launching a single product. And today, I want to break down the biggest and most surprising lessons I learned. This launch definitely didn't pan out quite like I'd expected, so I have a lot of thoughts on exactly what worked, what didn't, what I'll be repeating in my next launch, and what I'll be doing differently. So keep on listening. Hey friends, what's up? It is Gillian, and in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you some of the most surprising lessons I learned from launching 100k Mastermind back in March. By the end of our two-week promotion, we'd netted over $160,000, making it our most successful launch yet. Cue ribbons and confetti falling from the sky. I was definitely doing a happy dance and riding on cloud nine. I was especially satisfied with the results of this launch because, well, they were way better than I'd expected. And the reason I wasn't expecting them to be this good is because this was the second launch of 100K Mastermind. And historically, at least in my business, and I know I'm not alone in this, second launches tend to produce the very poorest results. Not nearly as good as the first launch and not as good as the launches that are to come. Now, you might be wondering why this is. What's so bad about second launches? Why do they perform so poorly? Well, quite simply, second launches lack that fresh appeal of first launches. Like people get really excited when you're launching something new for the first time. But second launches also don't get the benefit of the momentum that you can get from later launches. In other words, as you launch something over and over again, it can start to get momentum. People get more and more excited about it over time. You can really build some clout with it, but you haven't done that yet when you're launching something just for the second time. But with this second launch, we decided to try a few new tactics. And I think that it's safe to say that they worked because they didn't just result in a good second launch. They resulted in our best launch ever. So let me tell you exactly what we did. Lesson number one, you can raise your price while increasing your conversion rate. So honestly, I used to be scared of raising my prices because I thought that doing so would kill my sales. And truthfully, sometimes that can happen. But only if your audience can't see why what you're offering is worth that higher price. But what I've learned at this point is that pricing is not the make it or break it switch that I used to think it was. Does pricing matter? totally, but not nearly as much as your marketing messages do. See, here's the thing. If people don't think they want what you're offering, then they're not going to buy it no matter how cheap you make it. I mean, just think about this for yourself in your own life. If someone offered you something that you didn't want, would you even pay a dollar for it? I don't think so. But on the flip side, if you offer something that somebody wants, well, they might be willing to pay a lot more than you would think. And a lot of the time, this can be hard to assess at the beginning of a sales process or at the beginning of a marketing campaign or when you first launch a product because you don't necessarily know what's going on inside other people's heads and how valuable they're going to perceive something to be. This was exactly what happened when we first launched 100K Mastermind back in 2022. It was the most expensive program that I had ever tried to sell, and I was definitely a little bit nervous of how it was going to go over to price something as high as I felt like it was. But surprisingly, the feedback that we got about that first price was incredibly positive. People told us over and over again what a crazy good deal they felt like it was, how they felt like just the first module of the program was worth the price they'd paid, how they felt like it was such a steal now that they were actually going through the program. And of course, that made me feel really good and positive about it, but it also made me realize that we were probably leaving a lot of money on the table. It also seemed pretty crazy to hear people telling me what a great deal they felt like 100K Mastermind was, considering that I've had people tell me that my very most affordable products are too expensive. In fact, I would say it doesn't matter how much you charge for something you are going to have people tell you it's too expensive, even if you're just selling something for 15 bucks or 25 bucks. And this just goes to show that your messaging and the perceived value of your product matters way more than the actual dollar amount that you charge for it. Well, since everyone seemed to find the program such a steal at that 2022 price, we decided that we should probably raise it in 2023. So we did, by about 20%. Now, is this a modest increase or a significant increase? Honestly, I'm not even sure, because it all depends on what you compare it to. With a lot of products, that would be a really significant increase, but at the same time, I've also seen people double their product price or 10x their product price, so it feels kind of modest by those metrics. At any rate, it felt like a fairly conservative and solid decision, but at the same time, it got those butterfly feelings in my tummy going all over again. I was thinking maybe this is going to be the price that people are going to find offensive, find too high. But no, we actually just heard more of the same positive feedback throughout this whole second launch. And not only that, but we also saw even higher conversion rates this time around, increasing from about 6% conversion rates with our first launch all the way up to as high as 13% conversion rates with this second launch. Now, don't get me wrong here. I do not think that this conversion rate went up as a direct result of raising the price. In other words, I don't think that people bought at higher rates because we raised the price. I've seen that happen. There are times when people are undercharging for their product and it is devaluing their product, like making it look like it's not worth very much. And when they finally raise their price, well, then their product looks like a premium product and people feel like they actually want it. In this case, I don't think that's what happened because, first of all, the price increase wasn't very significant. And so I don't think that it likely greatly changed people's perception of the value of the product. But my main point here is that we were able to raise the price by a pretty significant amount, several hundred dollars, without damaging our conversion rates at all. And in fact, we were able to still increase them. Now, as far as why the conversion rates did increase, there is one main reason that I'm pretty sure was the cause of that, and that was that we added a tangible asset to the value stack. In other words, when we are selling the program, we're telling people, okay, it includes this, it includes this. We've got you know, the course curriculum. We've got the coaching that's included. We have the blueprint that you're going to follow throughout the program. We have the mastermind community that you get to engage with. And we also tell them about some specific bonuses that we've added and whatnot. Well, this time we added a bonus and the bonus was 12 months of webinar kit software. And this, unlike most of the other aspects of the program or the product offer, is something that's really tangible. It's not something that they're going to be wondering, am I going to get the result from learning this skill or something like that? It's something that they're going to be able to take and use in their business. Now, adding a tangible asset into the value stack is a tactic that I've started implementing into more and more of my promotions because, well, quite simply, it works. By adding something physical, like a tool or a tangible asset, to my digital product offers, I have seen the conversion rates consistently increase. I think that this is because suddenly the value of the offer seems a lot more real. It's not just dependent on implementation. Part of the cost of the program seems to be offset by the tangible product that the customer sees they'll receive when they sign up. So for this launch, adding a piece of software to our value stack ended up doubling our conversions and ultimately our revenue. So my point here, you can totally charge higher prices without sacrificing your conversion rate as long as you are strategic about how you structure your offer and you make sure that people actually want what you're selling, and because of the way you've structured the offer, because of what you are promising, because of the way you are portraying it, they perceive that it has a high value. Let's move on now to lesson number two, which is you can earn more while promoting less. Now, it might surprise you to learn that I did not promote the offer we were selling to my entire audience. In fact, I didn't even promote it to my whole email list. I didn't send my email list a single link to sign up for this product. See, here's the thing. With any audience, there are different levels of commitment. There are people who have just casually followed you on social media, people who have actively subscribed to your email list, and people who have intentionally signed up for the waiting list for a product that you sell. Now, this is a lot like your group of friends and people you know. You've got your casual acquaintances, your actual friends, and then maybe a couple people who you're really close with, like maybe your bestie, your boyfriend, or your spouse. Well, in business, closing a sale is basically the equivalent to getting a yes to your marriage proposal over in the relationship sphere. But what do you think would be the best tactic for getting someone to agree to marry you? Would it be better to, A, propose to everyone you know in the hopes of getting someone to say yes, or B, Only propose to that one person who you've developed a deep relationship with. Well, obviously, you know the answer to this. It's not going to work to try to propose to everyone you know. That's just going to come off as creepy and people are definitely going to ignore you and nobody's going to say yes. But the same thing is true in business. Not quite to as extreme of a degree, but very similar. If you ask everyone to just buy now, then you'll find that most people ignore you. Now, they probably won't think that you're as creepy as if you were asking everyone to marry you, but they will ignore you and you'll train them to ignore you. So now instead of them getting closer and closer to that buying point in the relationship, instead, they're going to decide that while they might be interested in your free content, they're not interested in taking this any further. So what works a lot better is to first ask a lot of people out and only then eventually pop the question. Now, with marketing, what this can look like is, first of all, a public announcement of an upcoming enrollment period with the link to join the waitlist for people who are interested in it and public invitations to some educational sales presentations or other sales media. So, for example, you might be sending people to a sales page, you might be sending them into a pod funnel or a blog funnel or a video series that's designed to get them closer to that sale. Well, this is exactly the strategy that we used for our 100K Mastermind launch. First, I sent out three to four emails to my entire email list, inviting them to the webinars that we were hosting for the launch. But only the people who registered for those webinars ended up getting invited to the program itself and ever seeing that buy now link. Now, not only did this allow me to avoid burning out my audience with offers that they weren't yet interested in, it also meant that I got to keep my carefully constructed sales emails fresh so that I could share them with future leads when those leads are actually ready to consider signing up. So basically what I mean by this is I spent a lot of time and thought really carefully planning and writing the sales emails to sell 100K Mastermind. But if I send them out to my entire email list, so then I'd be kind of using those emails up on a lot of people who weren't yet ready to buy. Even though those people might later on be ready to buy, I would then have to create new fresh sales emails or sales messages to be able to have that conversation with them. But these are already my top shelf, best of the best content, you know, the most strategic thing that I could come up with. So I don't want to show my hand before someone's actually ready to commit. So I only send out those sales emails when someone has actually opted in to the waitlist, or has signed up for a sales related webinar or has applied for the program. Now, overall, this means that for the second launch, a lot less emails were sent out than you might think, and there was also a lot less for me to write, both for this launch and for future launches. Because remember, like I said, for this launch, I only wrote three or four new emails just to promote the webinars, and I can do that again for our future launches. So now we come to lesson number three, which is you can leverage your time to maximize your earnings. Okay, so here's what I didn't do. I didn't spend dozens of hours running in circles promoting 100K Mastermind to every breathing human I could find. Now, as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, I only wanted to promote the program to my hottest leads anyway. So instead, I strategically spent my time on one main activity, and that was promoting the webinars. Webinars, honestly, are magic. At least they can be if you do them right. Email tends to convert at about 1%, and that's if you have the right subscribers and you say the right thing. Webinars, on the other hand, generally convert at about 5% or higher. In fact, I've had plenty of webinars close 10 to 25% of the webinar attendees. Now, of course, you can do webinars way wrong. Lots of people do them in super sleazy, scammy ways, but it totally doesn't have to be that way. My goal for every webinar I do is for it to be a win-win situation where the people who come just get so much value and it is their time incredibly well spent whether or not they buy at the end of it and that they walk away feeling great about it and really feeling like it was worth their time and at the same time that it converts really well for me and that it's worth my time. This whole methodology is taught inside 100K Mastermind as our win-win webinar framework because I don't want just my webinars to be helpful to people. I want to make sure that the webinars of our students also are helpful in just the same way. Now, there is no doubt at all in my mind that webinars are the single fastest way to turn an interested human into a hot, ready-to-buy lead. And I already have the high converting webinar that I put together for our first 100K Mastermind launch, as well as a killer follow-up sales sequence to send out to the registrants afterwards, which means that for this launch, the very best use of my time was simply to double down on promoting the webinar events. So there were two ways I focused on doing that. The first was making sure that I spent my time and energy writing fresh, compelling webinar promo emails. And second, I took the time to form some strategic alliances with a few key promotional partners, such as ConvertKit. All in all, this enabled us to get about 4,000 humans registered for the four webinars I had put on the calendar, and this was key for the success of this launch because the more people that registered for the webinars, the more students I knew we could register. Well, there you have it. Three surprising lessons learned from our most profitable launch to date. These are definitely all things I'll be doing over and over again for our future launches because they're what we did differently this time around that made such a big difference. My hope is that you can take these tactics and implement them into your next launch to make it your best launch yet as well. And finally to wrap this all up, if you are interested in getting on the list to find out next time we open 100K mastermind for enrollment, then be sure to check the show notes or head to gillianperkins.com/100k-mastermind. That's gillianperkins.com/100k-mastermind. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Work Less, Earn More. Now, here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode you're listening to right now and share it out on your Instagram stories. And when you do, make sure you tag me at Gillian Z Perkins so I can see you're listening. Sharing on stories is going to help more people find this podcast so they too can learn how to build their business in a way that allows them to work less and earn more.